Let's do this. Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, hello, <laughs> we're back. Uh, Dan's Dan's had a haircut. Dan's had a haircut. I just want to be the first one to say it before everyone <laughs> says in the comments. You didn't. You were looking fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, people said I, I look You're much welcome. younger. Yeah, you do. Okay, fair enough. I'll take that. Hey, I mean, we're talking at least six to seven months younger. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy. Did you already make an appointment? Yeah. I am not hearing you very well, Dan. You are breaking up all over the place. Oh, that's that sucks. Big time. That really sucks. Um, let's just check that everybody can uh, can hear us and maybe it's just me that's having issues hearing Dan. Um Yeah, so uh I've just got to address something, actually, while we can't hear Dan. It's not me that's late. It's not me. <laughs> it's Dan having internet issues and having to reset the router again. <laughs> as proven in the fact that his audio isn't working. All right, so. now, now try again. I'll just reset the audio. Now you should hear me loud and clear. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Dan. Awesome. I don't know what you did, but it fixed it. Hello to everybody Match. in the YouTube chat, watching, listening, and um, Dan just did a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> but this is the podcast you're looking for. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hello to everybody also listening to the audio version of the podcast. Uh, I know you can't respond, but um, we don't care about you any less. We do enjoy the fact that um, you're probably, I don't know, doing amazing things and listening to the podcast. I wonder what you're doing. Let us know. And this is episode uh, 29 of our weekly podcast. 29. So the big 29. three is incoming next week. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, Me I'm generally excited anyway. I'm, I'm pretty happy to be here talking <laughs> and hanging out with you, talking guitars. But I, I remember when we did seven and you said, you know, now we've done seven, most <laughs> things fail before they get to seven or, or something like that. If you make it to seven, then you, you're going to make it further. Yeah, we did. So, and with us are like 47 more people that made it to episode 29, which is amazing. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. We had a super chat as well already, which is insane. I want to yeah. say thank you to uh, Chad Boston. And he says, a big hello to start the super chat train. Well, it started. Let's add some more carriages on and, <laughs> and pierce some snow. <laughs> Did you already watch Have the latest you watching- episode? Oh, man, it's Tuesday. And you know something? Um, that's when the episode gets released. So after we finish this podcast, in case you don't know what we're talking about, we, Dan and I now watch Snowpiercer. Yeah. And um, are you enjoying it? What what episode are you on? Still season one or uh, have you progressed? I just, I just finished season one, so I'm, I'm picking up slowly. Oh, let's not do any spoilers, but um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's very good. Oh, it's I, very I want good. to talk about it. You have to just watch yeah, all the new ones. Yeah, next week. All right, I promise. Next week. <laughs> you've, got, you've got one week to watch like four, five, six, seven episodes. I don't know how many there are so far. Nah. Fair enough. I'll, I'll make it. Next week. 
We have someone called Liverpool in the chat, a Liverpool supporter. I don't really talk football because I'm not really into it, but um, seeing the Liverpool uh, emblem and, and crest makes me feel a little bit um, reminiscent of, of the past when I did care about football and, <laughs> and Liverpool would have been the uh, the team that I wore. Oh, oh wow. Good and ab- good and ardent. <laughs> so, um, I guess we should say that we have a very, very special guest on the on the show tonight. We've got Steve from Boston. Yep. Um, Dan, have you have you chatted with Steve a lot in the past? Yeah, 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 yeah. several times during YouTube events, and uh, I really liked your introduction in the YouTube uh, description where you said he's like the godfather of YouTubers. Because he is. I mean, not just because he's he's like a more mature guy uh, compared to you know. The likes of you and, and others, like, I know, Hunter Engel or those kind of guys, but also because he's such a nice dude and he, he always, you know, he's always so positive. It's it's pretty similar to, you know, how we try to be online. And uh, yeah, I really like him and I'm glad to have him on the episode and uh, hear his guitar stories because I know he's got some interesting stories to tell. Oh yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bathe in his voice tonight. Is this deep? <laughs> I, so if you don't know who Steve from Boston is, where have you been? And if you really, really don't, his voice is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. He plays guitar. I, I can't do his accent, but he's got a wonderful accent. I love Steve, and I'm very excited <laughs> to have him on the show. But before we do, Dan, we need to do some guitar news. May I? Yeah, please. So news up first is um a place in America. <laughs> Do you know what that is, Dan? Does the uh, smokestack? Can you read it on the screen? It says Gibson. Oh, that's Kalamazoo. Yeah, and um, it's the factory which is um now Heritage Guitars. They they took over and, and did all the machines and are still making guitars and they're really really good. It's also going to become a hard rock cafe hotel. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I I don't I don't know if it's news really, but it it, it happened and it is new. I, I mean I like the idea. So Heritage will remain in the same building, and then you can you can stay there too. Yeah, apparently Heritage guitars will be unaffected wow. by the by the developments, and you can also stay. I mean that's pretty cool. I'd love to stay in a room or near a room where you know one of the first Les Pauls was made mm-hmm. or, or, or something like that, or possibly the SG would be more for me. But um, yeah. That, that's that's fun. I don't see me ever visiting there, but if if they're listening, then um, sure, I'll take I'll take the opening night. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool. I don't know if they've got a showroom, but imagine you can like spend a whole day in the showroom, and then you just go upstairs into your room, and then you enjoy your new guitar. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So you guitar, food, bed. There's, there's probably a better marketing term for that, but. Yeah. yeah, they probably thought this all through. They probably don't need my help, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that is um, the that. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, then then now you know. You can start booking already. Apparently, be ready in twenty twenty three. So we have a little bit of time to get booked. I think that's going to get booked out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Thanks so for too. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, not really much. I mean, whoever that whoever owns that car in in that shot is obviously now internet famous. <laughs> so uh, congratulations and there seems to be some kind of delivery bus in, in the background as well yeah right Maybe okay it's... well next piece of news uh, some sad news Dan and very sad for, for people like yourself um, <sighs> Mr. Steve Vai yep 
Steve had surgery. He said that he hold, held actually his hand, I think his thumb, when he was meditating on a, on a specific chord, thus uh, kind of ending up requiring surgery. I mean, this is the guitar god, Steve Vai. It's like, <sighs> will he ever be able yeah. to play guitar again? Is there the mojo again? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, he posted, I think he posted on, on uh, Instagram already. He said that he had surgery. I think his wife, Pia, too. So quite simultaneously. Um, wow. Yeah. But it was interesting to see because uh, last night on uh, the Music is Win podcast called Guitar Villains, uh, he didn't just explain his surgery. He did also show the first time the Black Pia. You see Very it? pretty guitar. Oh, Very yeah. Little... Wait, you're sneaking that in here, Dan. I'm, I'm going to sneak you away from that kind of subject because we're talking about Steve Vai's hand. Are you talking to Siri right now? Yeah. <laughs> Siri just started. I don't know. I said Pia. <laughs> Not Siri. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel very sorry for Steve, but it does answer a question I was, or a subject I was thinking about recently. It was like, Steve Vai is, is almost superhuman, mm-hmm. but he's getting older, you know, as we all are. And I'm getting older. I'm not even 40 yet. And I have issues with my fingers. Uh, I broke my hand a few years ago. That causes me problems. Mm-hmm. But I often wondered, you know, about Steve Vai, when or how long can he keep that up? How long can his body um, be reliable, you know? And not just Steve, but generally mm-hmm. guitar players, um, if we don't look after ourselves, which I'm, I'm sure Steve does. I think that's a good point because a lot of musicians suffer from those kind of um, injuries that can affect their playing. But, you know, on, on the on the pro side for Steve, he's a very conscious guy and he's like, I mean, he's meditating. I think he will be very aware of what his body is telling him. You know, he mm. tries to to, you know stay in balance with body and mind. So um, I can imagine if there is one artist that kind of is able to balance it out without, you know, getting injured, even if, if he does the crazy stuff, I think it would be Steve. I mean, if you if you watch like uh, him playing, uh, building a church, you know, the crazy thing. <sighs> that stamina, that's almost inhuman. I mean. Yeah, it's the stamina, not necessarily the speed or anything. It's yeah. the stamina because... Well, I don't need to explain that. But uh, yeah, Steve, (laughs) wishing you well, Steve. And um, I hope you um, fully recover. And if you don't, then get like cyborg implants. And, (sighs) and, you know, that would be amazing. Maybe it's the step forward in guitar playing. That would be Half man, half robot. Yeah, just just make sure parts are not delivered by Tronicle. Feel the burn. <laughs> Damn, son. All right, Jim. let's move on, Steve. <laughs> Stompenberg. Stompenberg. Stomp- oh, wow. I love your pronunciation. Yeah, Stompenberg. It's not a chemistry Stomp-shake. teacher selling meth in Albuquerque. It's actually a streaming platform that has <laughs> that has been around already a bit. But I got I to gotta tell you, it wasn't on my map so far, but I've recently seen a, a couple posts about it and... Uh, couple youtubers talking about and that is pretty pretty unique i mean basically can, do, do you have more knowledge when this project started uh i know that i was talking to a friend at Tolman for i think about a year ago yeah um and there was another possibility another road to go down that i was talking to them about and they said we already have something in the pipework <laughs> in the pipework pipeline um so they're already working on this i guess and they've and um I, I didn't know much about it, but I, I couldn't talk about it. But it's 
I, I probably will end up making a video of me farting around with it and, and name it something clickbaity like, am I out of a job now? Something, you know, something like that, just because, yeah. you know, I'm into annoying people recently. But um, what it is, it's a, a plugin on the website. So you just go there and it has these samples, that the, as you can possibly see on the screen now, blues, hazy, jazz, which you have on the Terminal website anyway. And then you can select which pedal that you want to try out. And you can actually turn all the knobs and, and, and do that live, turning speaker simulation on and off. You can change the cab. And the important part is you can upload a sample of you playing. So you can DI your guitar into your audio interface and upload a sample of you playing and then put that through the pedal. So mm -hmm. that's very, very cool. And that's um, there is someone else that does something similar and it's completely escaped my brain the name of the people that do it. You mean oh Tonepedia? Tonepedia, thank yeah. you, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would have been my ne next question if you think that they are unemployed <laughs> pretty soon because uh, I really like that kind of streaming idea. Uh, I think um, you, you said you, you can record stuff, but you can easy, um, you can even do it live. There's a live button. Yeah. So you can just yeah. like activate the microphone, you play a little bit, and then uh, they will kind of, with some latency, kind of stream it back and uh, you get immediately the output. I mean, that's wicked. Imagine when a few years, when we have even faster internet and, and things like that, it will be pretty much instantaneous. Yeah. Um, Oops. Can you can you oh. do you know can you do like a, a signal chains? Can you have multiple pedals? Not as far as I know. I think it's just one pedal. But that would be, I guess, one of the next steps mm -hmm. in the future. Let's let's choose this pedal with this amp with this in the effects loop. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think we're at the we're at the infancy um of of that. No. Oh yeah, fantastic. Now, I mean, you could you could even like think into two directions. One direction would be that, I mean, how comfy would it be to actually test drive pedals without having to go to a store? So they can basically just uh, disassemble the pedal, you know, measure the parts, install digital parts, and put it in their system within you know a couple hours after release. And then once you have it there, you can just try it out. And if they have like a signal chain, you can even just uh, include that into your signal chain. So you have your like go to tone and then you can a b so that is pretty red and the other the other thing that i was it might be like a crazy idea because of latency and and the bandwidth issue but i mean it also is a little bit like amplitude true right you're absolutely right add a little bit of a gain stage to it and then you've got a a pretty decent tool i mean I, nobody would have thought about like uh, streaming games live you know live streaming and being able to play a game in real time and nowadays you can you can do it. I tried it on my on my iPhone and, and played PS4 on the iPhone. Well, it's what we're doing right now, you know, this this live podcast with with you on video and me on video and everybody watching and joining in. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, what will they think of next, Dan? It's making us sound old. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who would have <cool>. thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, there is one more thing I just want to put in the news that I didn't get to actually prepare something for, but Amplitube, as you mentioned, it are giving away the SLO amp for free. Awesome! Um, yeah. So we were we were sponsored by Amplitube recently, but we're not sponsored today. However, free stuff is cool, and uh, I think until some end of March or, or very very soon. But certainly, this doesn't last very long. 
you can get the SLO amp uh, and I believe some Satriani presets or something yep. for for free. Yeah. Yep. So um, so go do that. Go and uh, go and sort that out. The one thing I must say to defend YouTubers and people that do what I do is that this stomp Stompenberg will not replace personalities of people that you like to watch and are entertained <laughs> by. Of course not, because there's much more to it. It's uh, you know it's more than the sum of it part of its parts. Yeah, but actually, it is. but the the IQ Multimedia uh, Soldano preset is pretty cool. Um, it will be available until the end of March, so March thirty first. And like you said, it uh, it includes a couple presets, not just Satch, but also Gus G, Marty Friedman, and even Slash. So um, if you have Amplitude, if you want it, for instance, on the podcast, or if you bought it, um, I think the only thing you need to do is to um, to start it and then restore your purchases, and then that will ultimately ah. automatically be added to your library. Check you, you out, having, having done your homework and me just fluffing about. Um, I don't know if old man Zen is in the chat, but he's one of the guys that won uh, the Amplitude giveaway, and he was working on a, a song for his daughter, if I remember mm. rightly. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to know how that's going, and I'd like to know if we've got any demos or anything, any licks that are done down. But uh, I'd like to talk to Steve about Amplitude, because he's, he's a big... Um, uh, I'm not sure of Amplitude, but I know he likes to play sitting in front of the computer, so I'm sure he's got some kind of um, plug-in system going as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about some new gear, then get Steve on the show. Are we All ready right. for yeah. Andy's Pick of the Week? Andy's Pick of the Week! You'll love it. Right. First up is the Wampler Ratsbane. This is right, actually, in my hand. Here it is. This is a rat, um, <laughs> but a rat with more. It's, uh, I mean, I did the, the video on it, but I can sum it up in the fact that it is uh, smaller than a, a regular rat. It's more okay. expensive than a regular rat. It's kind of more hi fi than a regular rat, mm -hmm. but it has the voices on here are brilliant. You can really get some great. Um, Still spiky rat tones, but they're they're almost not transparent. The transparent is the wrong word, but it's you got those rat spikes like ah that gnarl, that bite, but um, it's quite clean. Hmm. Um, I I really enjoy the pedal. I thought it was excellent. Um, yeah, the Wampler Ratsbane, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what's like what's like a, a good setting to start with? Do you have um, any like? I actually. It doesn't. The the filter on this is uh, for me better than the filter on the Proco. Um, uh -huh. So normally the the filter all the way up when it's filtering nothing is a little bit harsh to my ears. Uh -huh. But on here you can really push the filter up and it stays quite quite full. You know. Awesome. But um, some of the settings I did was like neck pickup filter about one o'clock, so just off the, the center, and quite a bit of distortion, uh -huh. and it becomes it becomes quite synth fuzzy. Okay, but um, but everything at about twelve um, neck pick uh, bridge pickup humbuckers gives you this big thick rat distortion. It's um, it's a great pedal. Cool. All but, right. Uh, if, you th if you're thinking target. about buying it, then uh, then yeah, go for it. It's a good pedal. <laughs> Is that that's a funny comment? Is that the plague edition? <laughs> uh, Actually, I, I was I was involved in the designing of this pedal. Oh, wow, um, tell us more. Almost tripped up then. My goodness, steady. <laughs> um, almost tripped up, said something I shouldn't. I uh, got, <laughs> got someone in trouble. Um, 
Yeah, so I was employed by Wampler, as in they paid me, to work on the design of this. And they didn't choose anything that I suggested, but I still <laughs> still got paid, which is great. <laughs> and often, Dan, often, Dan, knowing what you don't want makes it easier to know what you do want, right? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> more, more. Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that another time in the future when, wonder, it's when we've got wonder, less to talk about. I wonder if that's a feature in the spec sheets. None of the suggested features from the guitar gear have have been <laughs> included. Guaranteed, no Andy input. <laughs> All right, so that's um, enough about that because uh, they didn't right. choose my stuff. Harley Benton have got some new additions. Oh wow! Which, um, yeah, we got. Uh, it's the SC five fifty, which we know and possibly love. But those, Dan, have EMG pickups. Oh, I was about to say, these don't look like Roswell's, right? Interesting. Nope. Interesting. Uh, what are these got... like passive pickups, right? Hang on. EMGs. I don't actually know what the pickups are. Um, I don't know what they chose. Does anyone know in the chat? Hellman, EMG, SC550. I mean, since, since, since the active pickups require a little bit more of like wiring and, and cable work and, and additional routing, I would I would assume they'd go for the passive ones, but I could be wrong. You could be wrong, and I should have known this before I chose it as pick of the flipping week. <laughs> so well, we can, <laughs> we can wing it. Like, what, what's the retail price for these? Because uh, that's quite a big improvement over the, I mean, my personal opinion, but quite a big improvement over the uh, the Roswell pickups, tone wise. Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked, Dan, because uh, I've just happened to remember by um, by doing this. <laughs> I, I think they might come with a set of quality active EMG pickups on board. Active, yeah. Holy cow! Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Active. Um, the retroactive Fat Fifty Five covered oh, PAF. Okay. Yeah, El Nico Five humbuckers. Blah 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 blah. And the um, SC Custom Plus, which I have a photo of just here, which I think is absolutely stunning. Um, that's got the retroactive Hot Seventy. Mm-hmm. Which gives you a ceramic magnet in the bridge position and Alnico on the neck position. Hmm. Very yeah, nice. that's a, that's a pretty gorgeous looking guitar. Um, yeah, the black one especially. And, I like. Yeah, that's 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 the one that I would uh, certainly go for. I don't not really enjoying the Harley Benton uh, the flames. You know, they're a little bit too shiny mm-hmm. for my liking. Um, but that goes for all all flamey shiny stuff. I prefer a, a matte finish. Mm-hmm. The Custom Plus is going to be about 420 euros. All right, okay. That's the EMG. And then the Custom Plus with the Floyd Rose is 520 euros, so another 100 bucks. Fair enough, okay. Well, it's not it's but, not necessarily a cheap guitar, but it definitely provides a lot of bang for the buck, obviously. Mm. Yeah, and, and Harley Benton are trying to move into the more... Um, mid-priced guitars and, and more expensive than just entry level, so that seems to be yep. a good move. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, full disclosure, okay. we can we can uh, give a little bit of additional information. I mean, that's definitely a smart sure. move because uh, if you're considering the current situation, uh, container shipments are getting more and more expensive, and the production queues are longer and longer. So the factories already have to squeeze in a lot of uh, quantity. So if you get the choice either to produce a 500 euros guitar or produce a 250 euros guitar, where's more profit for the company? So basically, it's like business-wise, it's a pretty smart move to try to upsell. 
uh, it just will be a question if customers are like buying it. If, if Harley Benton is still a brand uh, in, a, in a price range at around 500 euros that, that people consider, because you know at that price point, what, what are like competitors? What would be an alternative? Except for Epiphone, maybe? What else? You've got Court as well, which are actually responsible for a lot of guitar production. Mm-hmm. Um, Court are in there. You've got... Vintage, which oh, yeah. are vintage a, is a good point. Yeah, a, a direct sort of comparison to Harley Benton. So vintage yeah. guitars are roughly around the same price. Mm. Uh, what, I believe Harley Benton are slightly cheaper on the cheap end. But uh, what's the cheapest Eastman guitar? Is that? I think it's a little bit uh, more. Expensive, I think you're talking right? eight hundred. Mm-hmm. If we're in euros, I think eight hundred. I think the um, I think Harley Bentons are cheaper than Eastman right now. Who else? I mean. Epiphones have raised their prices, really. So maybe maybe Steve can help us on that. But I'd like to know from the people in the chat, would you spend 500 plus on a Harley Benton? Um, and that's not a loaded question at all. It's got uh, EMGs. It's got a Floyd Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, would you spend that money? That's, that's, I find that a very interesting subject. Yeah. I mean, the downside, like, Dan, there yeah. is, the, is the resale value, if you're going to go into that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, if if you just add up like what the parts account for I me, mean, we're talking about Floyd Rose one thousand tremolo. We're talking about two EMG pickups. I mean, if you buy those off the market, it already adds up to quite a, a steep amount of money. Mm. So I, I especially like the the Floyd Rose equipped guitar because that's rather like a uh, inexpensive alternative for people that are looking into maybe buying an LTD or something, but. Or not like don't not have, have enough uh, cash um, to to buy like a, a one thousand LTD one thousand in Eclipse or something like that. So yeah, it's always a good alternative. I mean, it's it's great. Basically, really, I love I love to see that there are so many companies like Chord and, and Harley Benton offering high quality guitars at the lowest price point. Not to mention that also Ibanez has a lot of great entry level guitars, but not less Pauls or single cuts, so to say. Dan, we went, we went almost, we went almost half an hour, Dan. I think that's a, I think it's a record, actually. I know, no, I know, I know. Um, you said Eastman. Did we mean Eastwood? I think we did. Or Eastman? I don't know. No, no, no. One of those two. Eastman, right? That's the Les Paul style guitars that come from China that are kind of high end, right? Isn't that Eastman? But I think they start about a grand. So I, right, I really don't think be. they're. Yeah. Um, Old Man Zen is in the chat. If you just joined us, or if you let us know, let us know how you're getting on with Amplitude 5. That would be great, and I hope your song is, is going well. Um, Eastman Acoustic, $1,400. Some people would... Well, I don't know what if our chat is a, um, is a good sample of people for Harley Benton, but it seems that they think that it is too expensive. Generally, I'm just as a as a generalization of what people have just written. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we've got as far as I'd never buy a Harley Benton. Okay, to um, it's something if it's something special like a good baritone. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go niche when it comes to guitars, it's always a good idea to to buy like very inexpensive in the first place to see if it works for you. Especially baritone guitars are not for everyone. Seven strings, eight strings. So, yep. yeah, that's probably... Ah, Amplitude update. All working on recording the song. It isn't an original. I found it interesting, although <laughs> no, not everything's been positive. The default package is geared heavily towards gain. I would agree there. Well, go get yourself some more gain with the SLO3 giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're really going ahead this time, so I'm going to get rid of that Harley Benton, and we're going to talk about my final thing, which is the HX Stomp XL. Wow. That's um, tiny. 
Well, it's not as small as the HX Stomp, Dan. It's the XL. Yeah, I know, but it's still tiny. It's got so many knobs and switches and f- even in display. Is that like touchy-touchy? No. No, uh, okay. Hang on. Wait, wait. Edit this in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut it afterwards. All good. <laughs> I did look up at the specs on the on the on the Line Six website, and it seems it is an a, a stump with some extra buttons uh, and some extra functionality, and a, I think a little bit of extra power, but not that much. It's you know it's it's not like super duper duper like a, a like a, a a helix that's smaller. It is a mm-hmm. HX stomp that's bigger, which I guess is the clue in the name. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I have the HX Stomp, and I think it's fantastic. It's a great tool. It's a great thing for throwing in the bag and having fun. I know you didn't ask anybody, but I'm going to say I think that's too big. I like the functionality of the HX Stomp because it's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but but I guess there are people that want that extra buttoniness. What did they add? Because I have no no comparison. What's what's? Oh, don't what's, ask me that. Don't ask. Uh, that's a key point. I mean, what's a USB? What's a, what's the point in, in well, like you see adding those, an see those six buttons? Yep. The six buttons, the six knobs. That's what the old one kind of size was. All right. Okay. So um, I did try and do the comparison graphic, but the Line Six website with compa- comparison is awful. The PDF they have is like this tiny little document with no pictures. So I'm a graphical person. It didn't work for me. <laughs> but to answer your question, Dan. Um, Line6.com will give you everything you need plus more. Awesome. <laughs> welcome. Um, yeah, and let's just, I just want to look at the pictures, really. You know, that, all that's, right. that's all I'm good for. Um, the volume bu- button, the volume knob, I should say, mm-hmm. is now on the back, which I've never seen before on a pedal. Yeah. Or have I? Oh, maybe I'm taking that back. Maybe old school little knobs on the mm. back of an old boss that I had. But it's spring loaded, so unless you press it in, it won't get adjusted by cables or anything, which oh, I thought great. was interesting. Great. I like that tone lock functionality. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward one day to pressing the volume button and it just shooting out across the stage. <laughs> oh, no! Hitting the person in the first row in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not a comment on Line 6's build quality. I just think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I have no issue with Line 6's build quality. Dan, I'd like to know your picks of the week. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, then. Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the week. All right. Your pick of the week, sir. Um, would you like the first one brought up? Yeah, please. Here it is. Awesome. So Kiesel, the guys in the States, Kiesel Guitars, they unveiled a new signature guitar for Jason Becker. And I was already a big fan of Jason Becker's uh, like previous signature guitar with the big numbers. That looks like if, if uh, a child painted that. Uh, mm-hmm. I always, yeah, I always liked that because it was so over the top. And uh, I think the new uh, Jason Becker signature guitar is, is quite a more stylish and more like kind of classic look but still encompasses a lot of you know cool details like that overall look but also the single coil in the neck position which is pretty similar to the approach that we have with the rg 565 no i'm just kidding it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like it, it, it's like a trend at the moment you know people people kind of get rid of the middle pickup anyways and some people yeah. don't necessarily like the the humbucker in the neck position and go for a single coil or humbucker and single coil format. So I'm, I'm I mean I, I dig the looks and I also dig the tones and uh, that guitar is pretty red and and the specs are also interesting. I think they have their their own uh, Kiesel pickups and uh, 
They have a roasted maple neck with uh, 24 jumbo stainless steel threads. There's a better um, photo. Yeah, it's very uh, nice. Very the nice. photos weren't working earlier, but now they're working for some reason. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just yep, kind of digging, a- digging that vibe. It's, it's, it's really cool. I like it. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's anything for me, but I, I think it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'd need to play it. I've never played a Kiesel, actually, so that, would, that would be me interesting. Me neither. I, I have a lot of friends that, that are kind of into Kiesel, and uh, I mean, I, I might have played occasionally played one, but not really like spent quality time with it. So hmm. I'll, be, I'll be intrigued to see, you know, how well how well they are built. Um, also interesting that they went for the, the square heel on the back, so not, not like an yeah. all-access all neck. Uh all excess neck joint instead they went like old school square heel probably something that that jason specifically wanted to have uh what i find interesting uh, about that guitar is it's an us made model that uh, clocks in at 2k so for two grand you get like a very interesting looking guitar it's not you know it's it's very special you know it's not everybody's guitar but uh it's got something to it and, and like i said for his, a us built signature guitar i think it's it's rather fair priced Mikhail is asking in the comment section, can they use a black and white humbucker if they make their own? Um, is that referring to the Demazio creams? or, or what is, I, I don't really understand the question. Um, I don't even know if Mikhail is talking to me, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, if you can clarify something, Mikhail. And um, actually, today's a sad day, a sad month, in fact. Mikhail has decided he's not um, spending any money he doesn't have to in the whole month of March. So we have no podcast funds for the whole month of March because Mikhail normally gives us a super chat every week. Thank so, you, Chad Boston, by the way. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no sympathy coffee. super chats. No coffee for no you. No coffee for you, Dan. No soup for you. <laughs> um, you want to move on to your next one? Yeah, please. Okay, the next one is this one. Yeah, Fender announced a new series of custom shop masterbuilt models, and they are all, and this is why I picked them, in surf green. And I'm a sucker for pastel colors, and I really love that they added, like, every single model. They have Gretsch, they have Fenders, they've got, like, jazz masters, they have even have a, have a Gretsch drum kit. They have the amps, it's all surf. So that's probably, you know, you can probably buy a home, if you want to purchase, like for the amount of money that you got to spend, if you want to have all those instruments, uh, because they're masterful. <laughs> but I, I really like the looks to it. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. It shows what they can do, and it also you know gives you that retro vibe. So if you if you are like shooting a fifties movie, fifties or sixties movies, these guitars will fit in seamlessly. So I really dig the looks. What what one would like you pick, little- Andy? Um, I've just noticed the Mando caster at the yeah, front. That's, isn't that cute? <laughs> that's so cute. Um, I would probably go for the Jaguar. Oh, yeah, it's a Jaguar. Yeah, I see it. Because yeah. I don't have yeah. one. I don't have yeah. a Jaguar. I've been looking at them recently. I'd, I'd go for the Jaguar, but I'd be thinking about that Gretsch at the front. <laughs> That looks killer, right? I mean, there's yeah. They, I just, they I just know that Gretsch is out of my out of my price range. <laughs> is it like a paisley finish under the green? That that Gretsch. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It looks like is a like a paisley underneath the surf green. Yeah, it could be. By the way, we received um, another super chat from Alex Vanderpass. He says, "Coffee money or a haircut for Andy." Coffee, please. <laughs> Alex, thank you, mate. Um, I hope you're doing very well where you are, and I hope you're staying safe, and I hope we get to see each other some point in the future. 
Um, that's a heck of a coffee you're going to drink there, Dan. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, so um, which one would you choose? Uh, probably the Gretsch. I, I was, I was, I was gravitating immediately towards the Gretsch because you know the Strats and the and the Tellies are kind of ordinary. You know, not mm-hmm. not in a mm. bad way, but kind of we've seen those yeah. before. But the yes. Gretsch looks killer. Actually, I'm I'm also tempted by the Ms. They look pretty nice, and also the, I mean, the Surf, a Surf Green Drum Kit. Mm. Why well, not? The, the Surf Green Deluxe Reverb is is calling my name. <laughs> I, I, I do love a Deluxe Reverb. But you know what? It makes me want to eat mint chocolate chip ice cream, and that's making me sad because I haven't got any. Oh, <sighs> I'm gonna have to get some, man. I'm really gonna have to get some. Should we move on to your third pick, Dan? Uh, yeah, please. Which is a which is an interesting one because yeah. not necessarily your pick. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, actually, it was because I was I was texting you like late night a couple of days uh, before because I was I was checking out Bomb guitars like Baum Tree basically. I think it's a Danish company. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they released uh, such a nice trailer. Like they they announced an import line for their guitars. And uh, I don't have any details. I think you know more than I. But I was I was completely intrigued by like the style. You know, they they came up with that kind of cineastic tra- trailer where uh, you, know, you know aliens or some, something like the guitars. Basically, they are kind of coming to Earth, and people on Earth they are kind of checking it out, and it's got a cool vibe to it. And then I was you know I was I was I was intrigued to see what that's all about. And then I checked out their account, and then they have all those cool images of their quirky guitars with the matching. Uh, uh, U.S. like muscle cars or, or cars like fifties and sixties cars, and I mean cars and guitars. That's something you can't go wrong with that. I mean that's where where Leo Fender already took a lot of inspiration from, and uh, I'm I'm digging what they are doing on the Instagram account. I'm also digging the guitars. They are look looking pretty nice. The only the only thing that I'm not too keen about is the headstock because it looks a little bit like a uh, if you could play hockey with it. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. Yeah, but the headstocks are different depending on which model you look at. That is right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So I, I agree with you absolutely there. But the headstock is different on. Um, I can't remember the names of these guitars, but I do remember the name of this one. Wow, that's a nice one. This is a cream with a golden scratch plate, and is that are those mini humbuckers or regular humbuckers? Um, the. I think that's a mini humbucker, but the one they're releasing in the um, in the import guitars are, mm-hmm. are different, and they're, they're uh, proprietary pickups. All right, but that that's guitar good. just makes me <laughs> feel a little tingly down in my Netherlands. <laughs> it even's got the Bixby wiggly wiggly. Lovely. It's called Wiggle Wiggle, and it's got a, a proprietary bridge as well. Mm, that's that guitar looks pretty nice. I mean, what 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 shapes? went into that I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of describing what you what you see is that- yeah it's it's let me I, I didn't get a bigger picture this it's called the wingman that one the white one mm-hmm. and the reason i'm picking on that in particular is because i have one coming in uh in august or september because oh, wow. i've been chatting with them for the past i want to well i've been i've been aware of them for about at least the past year because as you said the instagram is phenomenal i just mm-hmm. it just turns me on and you even sent you sent those pictures to me and said that's possibly something for you andy and it absolutely is but we had to um <laughs> we had to put it in yours because i already had three which is <laughs> but that's a sneaky yeah. one um 
Yeah, it's it's. I just think those have got so much potential for the mm-hmm. quirky guitar lovers out there. Of course, if you're more into your vanilla sort of guitars or pointy things, that is nothing for you. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me who likes to spread my my joy around a little bit, that just oh. pleases my eye. It's just so gorgeous. But is this kind of jazz master? There's a little bit of Firebird in mm-hmm. there. Um, what I like is the body is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to fit a, a, a big person like me quite well, I would say. Yeah. But uh, very excited about receiving these. They're trying really hard to get them built. Um, they seem like really nice guys. I had a chat with them the other week. And uh, yeah, um, I think. So I, I think we should get um, Steve on. But before we do... We just wanted to um, to decide what the pick of the picks was, but yep. you've got have you got something special this week, Dan? Yeah, Rosalie, my daughter, she built those little signs. So we have three categories: burn, which you mm-hmm. actually you never do it, but like you know, don't take it literally. Borrow or buy. So. It's it's a, a a pick of the picks. Uh, by the way, Steve just gone to get a coffee, so he can't join us for a moment. Um, <laughs> he's writing to me in the chat. Steve will be back with us in a second, and he'll be joining us. So it's like um, the F marry or unalive. <laughs> uh, I've really been careful. Um, buy, borrow, or burn. So we have six picks this week. Let yeah. us know in the chat what you would buy, what you would borrow. And what you would burn. So just to take you through quickly what we had, we had the Kiesel, the the Jason Becker. We had the Fender Surfy Surfs. Yep. We have the Baum guitars and and that one in particular. Then we go to my gear scene. We've got the HX Stomp XL. We've got the Harley Benton collection of EMGs. And we've got the Wampler Ratsbane. So let us know what you would whoops, sorry. What you would uh um buy what we'd borrow and what you'd burn all right shall we do it on our end yeah i'm gonna yeah go on then you you go for it what would you what would you buy dan um tough that's really tough Mm, i'm intrigued with the bomb guitars but i'm not quite sure if it's it's really kind of you know my taste kind of if it's like tonally, if it's like sonically, like delivery. Ah, okay, I'm sorry. All right, we start with burn. We burn the HX Stomp XL because if there's no USB and there's no like real additional value, just go for the smaller one. There you go. Wow, Your turn. straight in there. Straight in there. Um, <laughs> I just pressed the wrong button. I just All wanted right. to hear my own song. Uh, so we're burning the HX Stomp. Okay. I think I might join you. Um, God, I can't burn the Kiesel, even though it appeals to me the least. All right, I'm going to... I don't know! <laughs> it's this pressure. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm going to burn the... I'm going to burn the, the, the surf fenders because they're too expensive for me <laughs> and I can't have them all. And if I can't have them all, I don't want any of them. There we go. Aww. Come on, then. Ron Thorne would be so mad at you. All right. Ron, I'm sorry. You know what? I would borrow... The bomb guitars, because you would probably have one anyway, so I could easily <laughs> borrow it from you. Oh, Boom. practical, practical, Dan. Uh, I would borrow. Can I also borrow the fenders? 
from whom? <laughs> I'd borrow the Harley Bentons because I probably can. Yeah, practical again. I'd borrow that Harley Benton because I wouldn't want to own it, but I would really like to try it out. Um, right. I'm going to borrow that Harley Benton there. There we go. Um, and I already have a Rat Spain. Okay. Um, buying. I would absolutely buy. I'm trying not to press the wrong button. Can you swipe through a little bit again, just to make my mind what I would buy? Oh, I, I can't. I'm pressing all kinds of buttons. Okay, Kiesel, yeah. which is the worst picture of the Kiesel we have. <laughs> the Fender Surfs and the Baum guitars. We've also got the Harley Bentons. Yeah. We've got the Ratsbane, and you've already burned the HX Stump. Yeah. So what do you? What do you? For me, I'm going to buy the Baum guitar. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that- I, 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 I haven't even played it, but it just—I've been gassing over this for about a year now, and I just think they're absolutely gorgeous to look at. And judging by the specs that I've seen, it would fit me very, yeah. very well. You know what? I- what are you going to buy, Dan? <laughs> I find it so funny because it's like you're a fortune teller telling yourself the, the future. I'm pro- I'm bu- going to buy the bomb guitars. So how how likely is it that that guitar is going to stay with you? <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> Come on, I want to get Steve on. All right, what are you buying, buying, Dan? I'm buying, I'm buying the green surf green Gretsch. I surf probably green cannot Gretsch. afford it, but I would buy it. All right. If I had well, to pick. I just didn't want to choose Fender. I've got so many Fender guitars, I didn't want to choose Fender. <sighs> I chose Gretsch, so. <laughs> okay, so let's see if anyone in the chat. Steve is coming on in a second. Um, Steve is in the green room. He's got his coffee. <laughs> Um, I'm going to invite Steve to the Skype chat, and we're going to hope to heck it does not um, fart out on us, which it has done in the past. <laughs> um, Steve, try not to give away Steve's email address while doing this. I promise I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, there we go. Big Daddy Steve at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, uh, Steve. Steve has been invited. Mm. I try so hard not to trip off over my words on this podcast. Uh, but Steve, when you join us, the people will not be able to see you. So uh, let's just go to this, and we'll bring on Steve from Boston. It is Steve from Boston with a coffee. With a coffee. The coffee. We'll just talk <laughs> dogs, got, daughters, I whatever comes up. A water. There so everybody water, in water. the chat, give a big warm welcome to Steve. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. It is so nice to have you here. Um, for some I'm, reason, I'm you are myself. minimized in this chat. I have no idea why. I might be able to fix it whilst you're talking to us, but I might not. <laughs> give us the white screen, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Did I just freeze? It's, no, there I am. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, place guest here. Nice. Yeah, you're the guest, Steve. Gail to the inner bounds. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, we also have issues with with Dan coming into Skype sometimes. But um, what we do do is have a lot of fun. And I just said do do. <laughs> let's let's do this. Yeah. All right. So, um, get your questions in for Steve in the chat, and we will scroll through them. But welcome to the Guitar Stories podcast, Steve. It's a joy to have you here. I miss you. I love you. And I hope we get to see each other soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> if I thought today was going to be the day that I was going to cry, <laughs> I would not have believed it. Why, I ought to. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely miss you, Steve. You're one of the nicest people I've ever met. And I hope that, you know, this this madness um, stops so we can actually get together again at some point. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I was getting kind of sick of it. I did a lot of travel in 2019, like about 38,000 miles of travel in, 30, in uh, 2019. Wow. And uh, I, I can't believe how quickly I started to miss it. Like yeah. very quickly, I was like, "Oh wow, I, I really, really miss everyone." I, I think it didn't really hit me till Nam. Yeah, you know, it was a nice little break for a while, but boy, you get over it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So you mean not Nam or like? Were, did you did you do anything Nam related? Were you online doing Nam stuff? Not really. I, you know, like most people, I just probably did a show that said, "No Nam." And yeah, do such a thing, then. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what do we do? <laughs> That's our content scuppered for the next six months. <laughs> exactly. Um, first up, Alex Van de Pass, who did a super chat earlier. So, Alex asked Steve, "Can you please teach Andy how to pronounce Boston?" It's pronounced Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> it's tricky. Uh, Carl uh, and, Golden is also in the chat, and, and he says, and, uh, Steve, the legend himself. Oh, oh. Carl. We uh, we hung out at a Chinese restaurant at, uh, in Anaheim one night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with um, uh, Mike, uh, Johnny Guitar Skeptic. Good times. See these yeah. those those are the moments you miss. Yeah, yeah. Not walking, not yes. walking around the trade show. You know, it, it, it's Run, more than the sitting around the, the the table at night having a lot of fun and hanging out with your you know with your friends. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, the real fun of Nam. Or, that's what or you remember. showing someone around who's been never been a Nam before, like a first Namer. That's a good fun time, but. They're over it in about a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I, I had one of my friends who had never been to Nam, but you know, he's in a business that does a lot of trade shows. And it, we're about about two hours in. He goes, Yes, yeah, this is pretty much a trade show. <laughs> I was like, Yep, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That's it. What was, I've what only was been your first twice. I'm, I'm by far a veteran. What was, what was your first name, Steve? Uh, 2014, January, All right. 2014. All right. Yeah. Well, and how was your last name compared to your first? Uh, more packed, right? Because my first year was quiet because I didn't really know anybody. Um, it, it was a little boring the first time. Okay. Right. Because I, you know, it was really didn't really second and third years when you really started to hang out with people. That's mm -hmm. when it really started to take off. You know, um, first year was kind of boring. You know, okay. you walk. I mean, how many times can you walk around the same trade show? You know, I had seen the whole thing in about a day. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe two days. And uh, but uh, the last time I made a huge mistake, I only went for two days, and it's just not worth the time in the plane. 
you know, and all the hassle it is to get out to Anaheim and in a hotel room for two days stay. It just isn't worth it. And I really regretted it, uh, you know, having to get up. I left set. I got there Wednesday night and I left Saturday morning. So I was only there for full day Thursday and full day Friday. Mm-hmm. And then gone after that. Was that was and, that uh, last year when you when you yeah that was twenty twenty yeah I think didn't I invite you to the to the Vice show and you couldn't come because of that yeah <laughs> there you go uh, yeah. yeah no that really sucked it was a it was, yeah. you're right and then I got home and they're like oh by the way pandemic <laughs> and I was like oh great great yeah and now now what could go wrong right so it's like yeah. uh, it was. Um, yeah, it, it's just so not worth it, right? It's like so many hours in a plane, you know. It's like it, it's a big long trek to get to the airport. It, it, you know, you, you're, you're sitting at the airport forever. You're sitting on a plane forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an hour's drive from the airport out to the hotel. You know, it's like Anaheim <laughs> isn't right there. By the time you're done and you spent all this money, just even one more day would so make it worth it. My God, mm-hmm. for two days. It was just. Oh. What have you got? What have you got against sitting places? I was sitting here, then I was sitting there. Yeah, so yeah. sitting. It was a lot of. It was a lot of sitting. Quite honestly. <laughs> what I heard was, I hate a lot sitting. of yeses and nos. We're from Europe, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, right. That's a uh, freaking well, long Well, you know way. how I knew I wasn't in Europe. They, they had ice. <laughs> and I'm sure the water was the not art of frozen water hasn't eluded uh, <laughs> them. Steve, um, <laughs> we've named this video, or at least I named this video, 50 Years of Guitar Playing, which seems impossible looking at yeah, you. May wait, I say. Way to date me, bro. No. Well, you, you gave me the info. Jesus. You gave me the info. I um, did. I did. I called the Guitar it. Stories podcast. We want to know your guitar story and how the hell have you been playing guitar for almost 50 years? What? How many years are you at? I'm at 49. Damn, well, no, uh, this, this September will make 49. So I'm at 48 and whatever, a half. Um, so what happened was um, my friend Michael Arsenal was over the house and we were playing and we had plastic guns that unlike today's <clears throat> foam guns, these were a solid plastic dart with a rubber like um, cup on the end of it. And you're supposed to like shoot it against a chalkboard or a, mm-hmm. you know, a window, and it's supposed to stick. It never did, right? Just bounce off of everything, and uh, it was just spring loaded, right? You would load it in, and it would cock, and it would load in, and you'd shoot it, and it right? And we were playing, and my sister walked <clears throat> right into the sight line of my friend's gun and took a point blank rubber dart to the eye Uh, like six inches away, maybe a foot, like right to the eye. Of course, she's screaming bloody murder. My mother came in and spanked him. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Which probably wouldn't happen today. (laughs) But um, 
my mother was very upset. And uh, my sister, when you looked at her eyes, she had this like little like blood, mm. like pooling up in the white part. So they, they took her to the hospital and they said, she's probably fine, but we'll keep her in the hospital overnight. And that night, my dad brought home an acoustic guitar to surprise her from when she got home from the hospital. So I mm-hmm. was lucky enough to have the night without her, <laughs> right? <laughs> to actually be able to hold the guitar, right? Because she's older than me. And you broke it trust in me, you if, she, if yeah. she was there, the guitar, I'd be lucky. I'd have to like pay her to like put my finger on it. She'd be like, well, you might, you're going to have to give up your shows for a week, but uh, I suppose you could touch it. Um, so anyway, I was really enamored by this guitar, by this like acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and that was uh, the summer of 72. And I was six years old. And uh, she was sort of into it. I, 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 you know, and so my, my parents were like, you know what? We'll, we'll hire a guitar teacher who actually just recently passed away. He just recently died about a year ago. Uh, my dad called me to tell me, he's like, Bobby Amparo died. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> we hired this guy, Bobby Amparo, and he would come over the house for four dollars for 30 minutes and for that he drove to the house wow and uh mind you our rent was 75 dollars a month so you know okay so for two two bedroom apartment so uh he came over and i think the first lesson he didn't want to start until we started school and sort of lessons ran when school ran and didn't run when school didn't run Okay. So, like, when we were on Christmas break, we didn't have lessons. And we were on summer break, we didn't have lessons. And he was usually busy then anyway. So, uh, that was his gigging season. But, you know, this dude had a helmet of hair and a big jazz guitar and mutton chops and, like, patent Aww. leather shoes and friggin' polyester <laughs> pants. I mean, this dude was, he was all that. And he was tough. He was tough. My sister quit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. She only lasted a few weeks, but I went for four years. And uh, we were up to like Mel, but we were going through the Mel Bay book. I think we're up to like book three. And we were starting to move out of first position, like, you know, and adding more keys. We're up to the key of like, not just C, but also G and F. And then we started to add the key of D Right, and be flat, right? You're slowly working your way around the circle of fifths. Circle right, fifths, yeah. The, right, adding more accidentals as you're going through. And so I started, uh, and it really, I could probably pinpoint it to the first Wednesday after Labor Day, because that's, we would start school that Tuesday, right? We'd start the Tuesday after Labor Day in 1972, and I'm I'm almost positive our lessons started on on Wednesday, or you know or Wednesday night, and uh, it was uh, he was good he was tough. I found some of my old books, and he would write in the top, like in giant capital letters, awful, 
Right. <laughs> and underscored twice and two big exclamation points. <laughs> and I actually remember him writing that. And I remember him asking me, do you know what this says? And I went, awareful? He went, no. <laughs> it says awful. Because that's how you did this week. <laughs> oh, well, that's According tough. to the date on it, I found it. According to the date on it, I was nine. Wow. I was nine years old. So he was, you know, he was tough. Yeah. And, you know, I was just sort of like, okay, with the lessons, you know, I was just like, whatever, you know, went on for four years and, uh, his best, the best lesson he ever gave me was my second to last lesson Uh in the spring of 76. He didn't come back in the fall. I would have kept going, but for whatever reason, he just wasn't doing lessons anymore. He, he gave me up. He didn't want to come back. But the, um, I was probably one of his best students. I mean, I was going for four goddamn years. You know, I was going through those books pretty quickly. Uh I look back at that material. I don't even think I could play it now. It's pretty complicated. Um, A lot of chords. (laughs) I'm looking at those. I was, I really reading those chords and I was, you know? Wow. And, um, but my second to last lesson, let me see if I have a, Acoustic. He shows up and he goes, uh, I just want you to do just just do this, right? And I was like, whoa. You know, So I'm like, that's, that's my second to last lesson. So he comes back the next week. My, I remember my mother telling him he's never practiced more than this week ever. <laughs> this was his biggest week ever practicing. And when I played it, I, I had it nailed. I was nailing the changes and he's soloing over it. And I think he's going like, it's pretty good. You know, it, it was, I, I just totally remember that final lesson of just us playing the blues for 30 minutes, you know, me going through it and he'd say, okay. And he might've shown me to go to like the, you know, um, like a dominant seventh chord or something like that. We can also substitute these dominant seventh chords instead of like just this, this thing here, right? You can just hit this chord here, you know, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things. And that was it. That was, that was the last. And then I didn't. And then I, I actually didn't play guitar for a while. I, I stopped playing for maybe two years or three years. And then uh, when I was 14, that all came back. There was another kid in the group that was playing guitar and getting a lot of, you know, I think accolades for it. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, Hold my let, coffee. Let me, yeah. let me get a guitar. And I ran out and I bought the Ibanez Les Paul. That was my first nice guitar. My Ibanez, it's like, what is it? It's like a 5360 or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a, uh, uh, uh. you know, it's a particular model number. It's from, it was from either 75 or 70. It might have been a 76. I think 75, they still had the split block head like, uh, headstock. Mm-hmm. It's 76, they went to the tulip, mm-hmm. you know, kind of style. 
And, uh, yeah, and it came with DiMarzio's Super Distortion pickups. I mean, I was in. I was in. I had my, I had my Ibanez, and I had my, my, my Super Distortions, you know? Mm-hmm. Was that was that a um, bolt on? Oh yeah, pop copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. In fact, I was so lucky. I had told the story many times and how I sort of missed it and regret. I regretted selling that guitar like a minute after the guy walked out of the door. I was like, well, "What did I just do? Yeah. What oh, no. did I just do? Just completely regretted it." And so I kept looking for one. I found one. It was kind of beat up. You know, those guitars are so old. They don't. You know, they 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 take abuse over the years. And I had a fan reach out to me. He says, you know what? I happen to have one, but it's been in a container by the ocean for a few years. And while the wood is fine and the finish is fine, all of the metal is really oxidized. I mean, like really, really bad. And he wasn't kidding. I mean, it was just Uh completely rusted out. But it really only needed the bridge and the tailpiece. And a Godo just drops right in, you know, just works. So I I got a Godo tailpiece and 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 uh, and bridge, and um, and spent a long time sort of like dressing the frets and getting all the oxidation off, and I had to clean up the electronics a little bit. Right, they were so old and crusty, but I didn't want to replace anything. I didn't have to. And the pots came back with a lot of spray, <clears throat> a lot of work, and same with the switch. You know, mm-hmm. it came back, and the tuners were actually fine. Whatever they used to coat the tuners seemed to be better than the rest of the guitar. Uh, and the heel plate wasn't too bad either. You know, just a little bit of cleanup. Mm-hmm. And then I just went out and bought the the pickups were really rusted. And I just went out and got uh, DiMarzio Super Distortions just to sort of recreate it. And now I have a really good version of it, right? So it's got really good bones, right? The guitar has like yeah. no dings and cracks and it. it's pretty solid. Might have a little neck crack, but it's it's really nothing compared to what I've seen out there and they, they hold together, but they, they get cracks all over and they Uh get chipped all over and it's pretty clean. And Uh so, uh, you know, that, that guitar has a, you know, a little bit special meaning and it's probably why I'm a fan of been, I've been a fan of Ibanez for so long, uh, uh, because of that being sort of like the first nice guitar I ever had. Yeah. Now those guitars. Why did you sell it, Steve? Sorry. Why did you sell your, your first electric? Stupidity, <laughs> sheer stupidity. You know, I was like, I'm not playing it. I could use uh, the cash right now. Let me just do it. And um, look, I, 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 he he drove off, and I was just said, "Well, you're an idiot." <laughs> what do you? Yo. <laughs> money, right? So money is the yeah. most common thing on the planet. <laughs> it's like well, that, but that guitar isn't. <laughs> and you, you know, what are you doing? And, it's uh, it's got it's got to really, leave before you can appreciate really it. Really regretted it's it. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's uh, the same. Like uh, it's the same. The, when I went to army, like the first thing that I bought from from the money I got, like the first month was a old seventy six um, twenty three ninety three. I could ask Paul a custom copy, but with maple fretboard and a nat- natural finish, and it's got those zebra pickups. And it was an old guitar. It was pretty beat up, but the action was amazing, and it's got some mojo to it. It's like a like kind of Paul Main's variant of of a, a kind of Gibson Les Paul, and, and uh, up to this day I still love it. And like you said, it's a great Bones guitar. Later I, I was, threw in a couple of EMGs, and yeah. So sorry. I was so <clears throat> naive back then. 
I just thought Ibanez was the import line for Gibson. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I, I well, probably yeah. the same thing, you know, just like, yeah. you know, just like, uh, what was it? Um, what was, was it Tobias? What was the TS? You know, who was, the, who was doing the strats at the time? Tokai. Tokai. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just like Tokai the import brand for Fender. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and they're going, yeah. I mean, there were so many floating around. I think you've got Greco, you've got Hondo, you've yeah. got I- Ibanez. I mean, but Greco had a better rep than Hondo. Yeah, um, Hondo had probably the worst rep of like compared to like Greco or Bernie or Edwards. Uh-huh. I'd say Hondo probably had a worse rep than all three of them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, Hondo was really. Uh, I know so many people that had Hondos just because there was a dealer in town. And so a lot of my friends had Hondo guitars. That's that's what they sold. Yeah. I picked up an Ibanez seventies custom, rec- not recently, about a year ago. Was it Dan? Remember I sent you photos? Uh-huh. And I totally forgot that I have it until I've just done some work on the room next door, which is where I keep some of the guitars that I can't fit in this room. And I found it, and I wish it's now back at the back of the pile because I've got some new Ibanez guitars that need videos made for. But I cannot wait to dig that out, and I'd love to maybe send you some photos, Steve, and see how close that is to what you used to have. What color was your 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 first guitar? Cream. Well, white. Oh wow! But even then, it was already starting to colorize a little bit. That when I got it, it was about probably four years old. Uh huh. Okay. From new. So that- so that was that was like post lawsuit. So it didn't have the open book headstock. Right, so. right. It had, they just yeah. changed. I think it was the first year of the change. Okay, okay. It was a seventy six, wow. and that's what I have now. I have a seventy six with the because that's what I had. Right, had a match what I had. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then adding the super. So I can go grab it if you want, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. a. Uh, I, I have a video on it and all the changes I made and. You know, showing the transformation from, you know, I'm gonna have to bring that up. I'm a I'm bit rusty. <laughs> to, yeah, gotta be like twenty three fifty kind of ish in that ballpark kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's what you're right. Yeah, tw- I was probably saying what fifty three twenty, but it's probably twenty three fifty, right? That, yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. It's a, you know, it's cream and it's got a rosewood fretboard. It's a bolt on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a beautiful guitar, and I kept the original pickups. You know, okay. I have them in a you know in a box somewhere, but they're really oxidized. I mean, you know half what? of I that. I sold it. I sold mine and, and bought you? EMGs. Yeah, and I still regret yeah. that. <laughs> Dumb me. <laughs> well, let me. You guys want to talk? Um, I've been as selling regrets. I I got a good one. Yeah, well, sure. let's go for it. Yeah. So we had a guy come in. <laughs> With a gem seven 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 in Loch Ness Green, number one seventeen, signed <laughs> okay. by Steve Vai, and he traded it straight up, a straight trade for a Fender, like elite jazz guitar. I, I forget what it was at the time, but and it was it, it, that guitar is actually probably worth something too, because it was a very narrow window. And they were, was it the D'Angelico? 
right? The Fender D'Angelico series where they got that New York guy to like license them the look, but they made the Uh guitar, but it was his guitar, right? And it was like his look and it looked exactly like his, I think it was D'Angelico. I'm pretty sure it was, but it was Fender and D'Angelico and they were Uh $1,400 guitars, which is an expensive guitar in 19, you know, maybe $1,200 guitar in 19, this is probably... 88 yeah it's probably 1988 wow and they do the trade now they have one (laughs) now they have one right so now they get two right so they they already have one in the basement number 234 i'm pretty sure 236 wow and that one's still wrapped in the plastic and you can't touch it you can't even look at it or keeping it they wound up selling it years later for like five grand because they had one of the only ones that was still wrapped in plastic still in the case (laughs) <laughs> untouched, unopened. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want that guitar. And they're like, uh, because they can see me wanting it for a good deal. I said, I tell you what, I got a good deal on a Kramer, which I had uh, a Kramer uh, Pacer Deluxe, which was came with a pick guard. It's kind of like the Imperial, but instead of no pick guard, it came with a pick guard. Mm-hmm. And I bought that guitar with a snapped neck, with a snapped neck for $50. But I figured That's a good deal. it came with a case. It came with a good working body. I tested it. The pickups worked. None of the electronics were bad, but the neck was snapped off. I mean, literally just completely snapped in half. And I said, I he wanted 200 and they turned him down at the store. And then they got on a phone call and I bought it for 50 And then they were enraged. <laughs> that I bought it for $50. And I said, well, you should have drove a better. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so uh, I, because I always kind of felt bad, I asked him if I could buy it. I said, listen, are you interested in this? If you're not, I'm going to buy it. And they're like, no, 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 it's all yours. And they got off the phone. He goes, 200. I go, 50. He goes, 50. <laughs> so, so I, I got that guitar, which I ordered a new Kramer neck. <clears throat> I got a rosewood neck, and I had the rosewood neck. I put that on it. And so I sort of rebuilt the guitar. So I had a working Kramer. I said, I'll give you the Kramer and, like, another, like, 500 bucks, which for them would be pretty good because they could easily get five or 600 bucks for the Kramer at the time. And so they're like, okay, we'll do that, you know. And so I get the 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 gem. I got it for about maybe two years maybe three years. I want to say it was either nine. I want to say like 1991, you know, I'm in school. I got to pay like my college tuition and I'm broke and I got no way to pay it. And I, I'm, I sold that guitar for like a $950, Hmm. you know, at the time that guy flipped it, uh, like a year or two later for like 12 or $1,300. It made its way over to the UK for a little while. There were pictures of it over there. Number 117. It has the matching serial number case with the serial number right on the, you know, and it had the palm guard, right? Wow. Totally loaded. Oh, even had, wow. the, had the palm guard. That's even rarer. Yeah. I Man, know. Those are the rare ones. <laughs> and the serial number Shit. matching case, which I always, that's a little rare too, right? Because a lot of times you couldn't get the case with the badge that had the same number as the back of the guitar. And... And this could have ruined the value, but I quite think it saved the value. I had a friend of mine who was um, 
in the automotive business and he was branching into the guitar painting business and he cleared over the back of the guitar with polyurethane so that the signature would never rub off. Mm -hmm. It's underneath polyurethane. Now, some purists that may ruin it, but I'm telling you right now, it's probably got one of the strongest marks of every, anyone out there because they all rubbed off. Mm Mm-hmm. So did it did it have uh, any kind of doodling from Steve? Because some it did. just it had one small little mark, little like like hash hash hash. It was like almost like a like it almost looked like a like a Japanese ah, like right. letter, like a Japanese uh-huh. symbol. If I, you yes. know, that's uh-huh. the closest thing. I would yeah, some of them was those looked like hieroglyphs and some looked like Japanese letters. I think it was pretty creative when he, he kind of signed those seven hundred seventy seven guitars. <laughs> and I got an early one. I think he, I think later on you didn't get as much on them. I think he was wearing down once once you got into the five or six hundreds, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had one seventeen. He was all fresh. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a hell yeah, of a story. A, that one I wish I had back. Yeah, is that your your like the worst sell of a guitar? Or did you have like any uh, mm. anything similarly bad or even worse? Like a very bad that's, deal. That's but- probably in terms of like turning out to be somewhat valuable. Uh huh. That's probably my worst. Yeah. All right. I can't okay. think of anything else I've had. Like I had a Fender the Strat, which was actually a pretty rare guitar at the time. Mm-hmm. They had terrible quality control issues those years, 1980, 1981, 1982. And um, that's actually a funny story. My dad bought that guitar out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> out of spite yeah yeah not out of love out of spite yeah 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 he was, he was angry <clears throat> that a friend of mine like went out and got it like a new guitar and he was like what do you think you're better than me <laughs> and like, oh, boy. like ran out yeah I, I think i think you should get a new guitar i'm like really <laughs> so we <laughs> So like that spring, that was the spring of 81. So I get the Ibanez in September of 1980. And then it's like probably May or June. That's right. Probably June because I remember it was pretty late because we were out of school pretty quickly after I got the guitar. And um, we find a Strat, which, you know, I've got a, I've got a Rosewood stop tail guitar. And I want like a maple neck with like a tremolo, right? I'm very different from what I already have. So I see a Strat for 300 bucks in the South End down on K Street. And I convinced my dad to take me down there. And he knows. The only reason why he took me is because he knew that I, he had been looking at these prices too. And he knew that it was a low price for a Strat. And every $50 matters in 1981. So mm-hmm. 350 and 300 are chasms apart. So uh, we go down and we buy the guitar. We go down and he, of course he opens the guitar. It's a rosewood neck fingerboard hardtail. It's a 1973. Another guitar I sort of wish I had back. A 73 hardtail rosewood neck strand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, later on when they make tribute models and they come out with the 73 reissue, you probably sold a bad year. Yeah. You probably shouldn't have sold that year. <laughs> you probably you hold on to the years that they later on make reissues on. Okay. That's probably oh, yeah. a good rule of thumb. So, uh, I, uh, I get the guitar, get it home. Friend of mine comes over. He's playing a Hondo, Hondo Les Paul. 
All right. And he goes, uh, oh, my God, a Strat, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, he's all excited. And that summer, he sort of works all summer and earns the money. And by, like, September, he's earned enough cash. Like, right before, I remember, like, one of his last jobs, like, the week before the kids went back to school, like, last week, August. And he's, like, um, you know, uh, working for the town, like, uh, doing all kinds of, like, uh, like landscaping work and janitorial work. He's really busting his ass. He busts his ass all summer. He earns the money. And uh, there was a guy who used to sell guitars out of, like, a local town. I used to see him in the in the local paper, right, the, the local bargain hunter all the time. He always had guitars for sale. I swear to God, that guy is still doing it today. And we went up there, and he had, what the time was, a relatively brand new Strat, a 79th anniversary Strat, right? So this is like September of 81. The Strat's about two years old. It's in, mm-hmm. like, mint condition, right? Brand new. Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, it's silver, and it's anniversary and everything, and he wants 550 bucks for it, which is actually a pretty good price. Inflation had been going crazy, and they'd really shot up. And so he buys the guitar. We get it home. And he wants to come to my house and like, we'll go jam. I'm like, sure. He gets dropped off at my house. We go into my front porch. We're in there playing and I can see my dad sort of like peeking through. We have like French doors that lead to the front and he's sort of looking through and he's, uh, huh. And, uh, so at one point I go, I'm going to go get a drink. And I go, what? He goes, Hey, Hey, where, uh, who's Whose guitar is that? I go, it's his. He goes, that's his guitar. Where would he get that? I go, he, he just bought it. He went it up to that guy, that guy who sells guitars in, uh, up in Walpole. And he goes, uh, huh, huh. maybe you need a new guitar. <laughs> I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? I was like, sure, sure. I swear to God, he was like angry. How dare you? And uh, <laughs> And a few weeks later, we went down to EU Wurlitzer and I traded in my 73 Strat towards a uh, 1981 Fender, the Strat. Oh, wow. Okay. Like brand new <laughs> with all the gold hardware. So he got the silver and I got the gold. Right. A little one upsmanship. Steve, there are now many, many people trying to figure out how they get a dad like yours. <laughs> Is it something with the food or the water? It it wasn't out of love. It was out of spite. (laughs) I I don't think I. I don't think many people care. I really don't. (laughs) I tell you, at fifteen, I didn't really either. I tell you, when I went there, I tried three guitars because my dad was, you know, to his credit, was like, "You really want this guitar, or do you want to try a few guitars around the same money?" I was like, you know, you 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 kind of bringing up a pretty good point. (laughs) It's a great point. I tried. Gibson Victory, which was like their version of a Strat. I tried a Hamer Flying V, which I got to say, I kind of liked. It was very heavy. It was made in the USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just couldn't sit with a V. <laughs> you know, they handed it to me without a strap, and I was just, I had a hard time playing it just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, I like that victory. I've just searched on on reverb.com. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a kind of a weird. Like, it's like a PRS. I tell you what, it was a nice guitar. I, I, I it was. I was shocked at how much I liked it. Yeah. I was like, this is actually a really nice guitar. I'm going to bring then, that up on screen just to, yeah, to show yeah, everybody. Yeah. So that would have been a 1981 victory. You know. 
uh, brand new. But I walked out with the Strat. So uh, we get up to the counter. The Strat, I want to say, is six fifty, mm-hmm. and or six Look and a that. quarter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. I think that's that's like a, a PRS Vela. That's, I think that's yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And I'm pretty sure the, the one I played yeah. had a had a zebra pickup as a humbucker. Yeah, that's got a zebra in the bridge and in the neck. And yeah, the, yeah, 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 right, right, yeah, yeah. Single double, uh, double, single double. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they bring out the Strat. They got to go to the warehouse. So they go around back and they come out and they got the Strat. It's like still wrapped in plastic. They're like pulling the plastic off the case, right? They open it up. There it is. Your snoo case smell. You know, it's like gorgeous. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I want that. That's what I want. That's what I want. You know, I want to say it might have been like six and a quarter, something like that, with a guitar brand new with the case. And we paid 300 for the Strat. So my dad goes, oh, how much are you going to give us on the Strat? And the guy looks at it and he goes, uh. I'll go like uh, three and a quarter. And I turn to my dad. I go, that's more than we paid for it. And he goes, Shut? what is wrong with you? <laughs> he goes, that is not more than we paid for it. That's more than what we told your mother we paid for it. There's a huge difference. Which to his credit, he thought up on the spot. Um, because I was there I know what we paid for it we paid $300 I was there <laughs> and oh my that's, god that's he's, like, he's looking tech, at me no, like what is, is wrong with you that's more than we paid for it he is so angry awesome. Awesome. and so uh, my dad looks at me and goes listen I'm going to give you this guitar in 300 bucks I don't want to hear about tax. I don't want to hear about anything else. I'm going to give you this guitar and $300 cash, and that's it. And the guy goes, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so that worked story. out to probably like, I think the guitar was like six and a quarter plus another 5% tax. So whatever it worked out to be, I forget it. It might've been 650. Now that I think about it, might've been mm-hmm. 650 because I remember he got over 350 on the trade. I love how many numbers you have in your head, Steve. Are you a numbers <laughs> guy? Because you, you just no, seem to remember I, numbers. I, I'd be terrible at this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you remember those things. You know, oh, you didn't remember uh, three, three, three and a quarter. <laughs> no. Steve, can I can I tell a little story about you? Is that oh. okay? It's true. It's true, and it's positive. Okay. Um, 2018 was the first year that I met Dan, and the first time that I met Steve. Now, I'm Steve. I'm going to talk about you in the third person, as if you're not here. Um, I'd been watching Steve's channel for many, many years previously to 2018, and Steve was like to me. Um, just one of the go-to guys, not just for guitars, but also for entertainment, which is where I based my channel. And I would just love seeing Steve sitting in his basement, I assume, on a, on a couch, and then doing that, what's up? Okay, this guy's fun. And um, however, I, I put you on such a pedestal, Steve, that I was so nervous to meet you. Um, and I was so nervous to be at the the TGU 18, the, the Toman event, and there was all this table of, of 
um, YouTubers and, and important ones and, and less important ones like Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum. And <laughs> you're just being honest. You're just, just being just honest. Just telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, you're just telling the truth. It's okay. <laughs> and um, I remember in the in the hotel, which I ended up staying at many times, that was my, my work hotel because I went on to work for Tolman. And I, there was the table of 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 heroes of mine, and um, I, I I thought I, I I've got to go over and and say hello, or at least sort of you know I I'm six foot three or something, so I can't hide very well, but I, I tend to try and sort of angle my over, and I go over, and I'm looking at this table, and then I hear this deep voice <laughs> say, Andy, Andy. <laughs> And you had been sat in the corner behind the door frame, and I didn't see you. And I, excuse me, everybody, shit myself because I know that voice. And it's it's Steve from you know Boston. What? That like, explains a lot. And I think, oh my god, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. You know, I was like, oh, I thought, well, you know, I wasn't looking for you to be again to be totally honest. But it's just this all these faces that the, suddenly they're three D and, and in the room, and you can touch them. And uh, that so does explain voice. a lot. That and, explains um, all the poking. You were like going, "Oh my god, it's like he's real. It's like he's right here." Well, that way, that way. Um, and I hear this voice, and Andy, and um, you just you, you immediately come up with a compliment. The first thing you said to me was, "I love your video that you did. I think I put together some kind of guide to TGU or something, or." Like a what to do on the Tolman campus. I'm not exactly sure what I did. Yeah, yeah. But the first I remember thing that, you said that was to a really me, good video. You did like a like a scholarly thing. It, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, um, wasn't it? So the first one was sort of like a university theme. They gave us caps and gowns at the end, right? Some and I of think us, you yeah. had made a promo video for it or something like that. Yes. It was yeah. a what to do when you're on campus, and it was my first ever video for Tolman, my first time working with the video team there, my first, lots of firsts, you know, and I was totally yeah, freewheeling Yeah, yeah, you're going it. through the factory, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a factory. I love that video. It was a great video. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, but I was so nervous to meet you, Steve, and also um, I found you quite scary, to be honest, because of the voice, because of the presence you have. <laughs> and um, the first thing you did was pay me a compliment, and I'm like... Okay, I really don't know where where life is going right now because you know you you from watching YouTube and and I guess I've forgotten to do this now, but um, I remember people, you responded okay. <laughs> <laughs> people build up a picture of what they think youtubers might be like, like or hey andy great video yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> and, you went, ah! and you ran out of the room and i was like well that was interesting <laughs> that went well <laughs> hey i did better than i expected <laughs> well, I tell was, you, you did i i met rick nielsen and it was sort of like that <laughs> i walked by yeah. him at this party and I was like, oh, my God, that's Rick Nielsen. But I, I didn't say anything. And I just went and I saw a couple of Joe Morgan was there for Morgan Amps, who I knew. I was like, oh, thank God, someone I know. And like, <laughs> I went there. And I was talking to him. And then Rick walked up. He was like, hey, guys. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I totally froze. I, eh, hey. Oh, yeah, so that's my meeting Steve from Boston story. And I knew from that second that you were not the... Because it was a genuine, not a fear, but like a... 
I don't know what it was. It was this deep voice and this presence. And I knew from that second that the, there was actually a massive heart and the person that I thought might have been a bit scary was actually a lovely person. Steve. And it's and that, my that's, large that's heart that will most likely kill me. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is, uh, I thought we had a good, uh, rap- what I would call a rapport. You know, doesn't yeah. happen with doesn't happen with everyone. But um you know, people of of a certain silliness will understand my, you know, yeah, that, yeah, my, you were, my general you, you approach were to as life. Silly, and that's not what I was expecting. It was, it would threw me off. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it dulls the pain, but uh, we <laughs> <laughs> just laugh, laugh through the tears, Steve. Laugh through the tears. Dulls, you know, sometimes it devolves into tears, but not as much as it used to. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing is we got each other's humor and i remember at one point um you were talking to me and you were wearing headphones and i had grabbed the like the jack end <laughs> we were going back and forth and we were we were sort of tweaking the jack a little bit we're like is this thing on i can't even hear it much better yeah <laughs> i don't even think we were recording that i don't even think that was videoed no, it was on video. There is a video of it somewhere. It was released on the the daily from that day, and there's was just it? you yeah, yeah, a split yeah. second of you talking into the headphone jack, me pretending to interview. Right, right. Um, absolutely a, a joy. Um, and then you wrote uh, the goodbye, that. the goodbye uh, Treppendorf song. There's a cat on your head. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh... yeah. Hey, they stalk. They they stalk me night and day. Hey. He's my buddy cat. Oh yeah, we did some singing together, and I found that you have this wonderful singing voice as well. And yeah. now you're finally here talking to Dan and I, and yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's really the, nice to have you here. You know, what, we have what the Steve buddy cat song. Yeah, he's my buddy cat. Please don't call him fat. He's just got thick fur because it's the winter. He can't jump too high because he's my chubby guy. <laughs> no, he's a good kitty. He's my best kitty. All right. Andy, we got to write a new bucket list. So we got to EQ our voices to, to make it lower and more that's, like Steve's. And we got to add cat, cat content. Cat content in a deep voice. I can probably do that right now, actually. I've got a pitch shifter in OBS, I believe. Uh. But the, the problem is, Dan, if I, because you're both coming in via Skype today, if I affected you, it would also affect Steve. And I don't think the internet is ready for Steve well, pitch shifted lower. Well, Steve. No. No. <laughs> down down no, I Steve. I don't believe so. <laughs> oh, is this thing working? Can you hear me correctly? <laughs> Someone is watching this with a, a subwoofer somewhere and they've yeah. just <laughs> vibrated just, uh, themselves off of their chair. Crank up the bass on that a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the smooth jazz sounds <laughs> of oh, WTHC. I can see an ASMR career here. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, oh, actually, uh, Steve, there's an app called Calm. And it's for um, calming you, and there's meditation stuff, and it's also for sleep. And there's, there's some sleep stories on there because I have various issues with sleeping because brain doesn't switch off, etc. Mm. And um, there's people and uh, celebrities reading sleep stories on there to to read you to sleep. And one of my favorite is uh, Nick Offerman, who played Ron Swanson, right? And um, Matthew McConaughey, which is weird, but mm. he's really good. You right would on. be fantastic. 
on that. I, I want a Steve. How uh, Steve reads me to sleep. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Dude, Call if... me Ishmael. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a new YouTube channel. I think I, I would. Oh. You've got at least one sub already. <laughs> It was, mm. it, you just sang that to Barbie Girl. That was, I was trying to figure out the melody you were singing. And it's uh, Barbie. Chat, oh, yeah, yeah. Jared. <laughs> Barbie Girl, of course. <laughs> I couldn't you'll figure find out the Barbie melody. Girl is the basis of most songs post Barbie Girl era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's my buddy cat. He is a good buddy cat. <laughs> Story time with Steve. There you go. Valerius yeah. is given the title for your new series. Um, I, I would listen to you read like the catalog of something. That, that's that's. Uh, I genuinely think you have a, a possible business venture there. Yeah, actually, you, you could read out the manuals. I'll be going li- a a pronoun or preposition. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where's my Where's my wallet? <laughs> Company should hire I'll you. Read- the, I'll be reading the dictionary. Yeah, not the manual. Reading the, the phone book. Uh, Aaron A. Uh, Aronson. <laughs> Aaron A. Aronson. Yeah. What's your name, sir? What's your, what's your name, kid? Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> oh wow! Is it true um, that you grew up in whatever North? Uh, is it uh, Sanford, Gloucestershire? Gloucestershire. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I grew up where Hot Fuzz, which is what Steve's referring to as Aaron A. Aronson, uh, <laughs> where Hot Fuzz is apparently based because Sanford is actually a fictitious, fictitious town. Okay, um, makes sense. Sanford is actually the place where uh, it's where they train police officers. Um, so they have, you know, have you have these fake um, villages or fake towns in which you do the training, like a like a like a studio lot, I guess. Right, right, up the mile um, village. Up the model village. So Hot Fuzz is set in Gloucestershire, which is where I'm from and what my voice really sounds like when I'm not talking on a podcast or trying to talk to someone that speaks from Germany. Another point (laughs) to Lager Mary. Right, my love. uh, The thing is, I can't do my real accent until I'm either home or my my parents call me. Right. And then I suddenly go into, I'm not ashamed of it at all. It's just, it is a very hard accent to understand. Um, But, uh, can you do this one, Steve? Can you do the one where Nick Frost is talking to the old guy who has the guns and he has a license for this yeah, one? Yeah, what is he? Uh, uh, Elbows. Elbows. <laughs> yes, I suppose. Elbows. Elbows. this and I. I love it. What say? Love this one. He does for this one. <laughs> what do you mean for this one? Hey, what do we need the dog for? So, what's up the dog we need? <laughs> oh my god that movie that movie is the best it really is it's been uh running on hbo recently so i've seen it a few times in the last few months like Amazing. last say six weeks it's been in rotation <laughs> that explains a lot they did a series together called ghost hunters on amazon oh really and, um it's really good. Nick Frost is the main lead, and uh, they've just cancelled it after season one. And it was—I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm a bit sad. But um, huh. a lot of people think the third one in the Cornetta series is uh, really bleak, but I liked it. I liked it. See, I'm not a fan of zombie movies, and I wasn't. Um, 
I didn't know about the cast being a part of some other show in the UK, which it makes it a whole nother angle. Right. So, uh, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't, Shaun of the Dead was just, that's like my least favorite of the series. Hot Fuzz Mm -hmm. is clearly my first, but I like Cornetto, uh, the, um, World's End, right? Right. Uh, that's, I think it's a great one. A lot of people think it's a bit too bleak, but I think it's good. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I kind of agree. I, I was truly into space to the series. Um, and then Shaun of the Dead, I do love zombie movies. I don't know where we're going with this conversation, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I can just see Dan underneath me thinking, what are they talking about? We're trying but to get uh, a sweet, sweet Cornetta sponsorship. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> let's, let's go back to guitar. Dan, do you have any guitar questions for Steve? Because I have a couple, but... Um, I want to hear your lovely voice for a moment. All right. Well, um, what's the guitar you're um, lusting most for at the moment? Is there anything in particular? There is. There is. I have never owned, I've owned so many guitars. The one that I, well, I I really got two. The more, the the one's a longer term thing. The one I've been sort of hot on recently is just been a Gibson SG standard and ebony. I've never right. owned an SG. It's a classic look. It's a classic model. I've been sort of was sort of lusting after that. The other one that I've been sort of quietly looking after for pretty much since uh, we did that thousand man jam there at uh, is that blue <laughs> that o- frozen ocean. Frozen Ocean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With the maple uh, fingerboard? Yeah, They're yeah, actually yeah. starting yeah. to come around in the used market here. Because I've been as USA. It, 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 they don't, I don't know, they, they don't do a lot of YouTube stuff here. Yeah, well, yeah. They're very selective, and I'm not on the selective list. But... Um, but you, they're starting to show up in the used market a little bit because they've been on the market long enough that All they'll right. start to make their way into the used market. So I see yeah. them once in a while, and All I'm right. just waiting for one to come out at, at you know a, a a decent price, and and I'll probably jump on it because I, I really really like that. Yeah, uh, that was that a sweet guitar, fifty one twenty M. No, yeah, the fifty one twenty M, and 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 I think it's frozen. Is it frozen ocean? I'm just trying to. I'm just bringing it up now. So give me just a second. Yeah, it's it's uh, a beautiful guitar. It's a very and it's unlike any of my other RGs, other than uh I have an RG 550. But even that has a pick guard. Uh You know, usually you don't have the maple. You know, with the Mm. you know all mine with maple have um, pick guards. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, they're got the first time maple. That's that's a good one. I think it was also the first finish in that type that they that they uh, released. Yeah, they did a a black variation a year later. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah, but that blue one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I think that guitar suited you very well, and uh, it was a fun event too. Not just the H and K event, but also the guitar five thousand thing. It's it, it, it's a heavy guitar. I mean, it yeah. had some weight to it. And they're MIJ, and it's got a bird's eye maple fretboard, uh-huh. and it had the luminescent side dots. Correct, yeah. <laughs> which was appreciated. <laughs> During the event, yeah, it helped. <laughs> Hello, Andy. Are you making fun Hello. of us? Are you making fun of us? <laughs> Hello. We um we actually had like a drinking game every time uh, Dan mentioned the word Ibanez, uh, but uh, I, I think people are either 
drunk or not playing it this week? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to mention it too much because Steve was already doing that. Yeah, St- yeah. Steve is on it. We, we are contractually yeah. obliged to mention it at least six times. Yeah. So, but, but Steve, are you a fishman guy, or in in terms of pickups, what's what's your what floats your boat? More like the the passive ones, active ones, or I mean, I you know I I like more. I'm more into passive pickups. I like I'm old school. I just like you know Duncan and Demarzio. Mm-hmm. I think they both make really good pickups. Um, I do like old school EMGs. You know, I, right. I have no, some 50. people think that they're right. a little compressed. I I think yeah, they sound yeah. great. All you right. know, I. Um, like eighty one sixty combination. The fishman, uh, the fishman, yeah. I haven't had enough experience with, but a couple of the ones I've played, not that guitar that I played there, mm-hmm. but a different one I played. I, I thought they were kind of low output, and maybe it was just the setting that they had them set mm-hmm. to. But yep. they had mm-hmm. the voices. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a very low output. I was like, wow, maybe it needs a battery, or maybe there's a couple of voicings <laughs> on this, and it needs to be just yeah. cranked up a little bit. But I didn't have the experience with the guitar I played in Germany. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was fine, so it was just weird, you know. Like it's been a little inconsistent with, um, you know, with Fishman. With the it was Fluence too. It was a Fishman Fluence mm-hmm. series, yep. um, which people rave about them. Uh, but I, I, I had one good experience and one just sort of so-so experience. You know, again, it could have been the battery. It could have been yeah. who knows yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but generally, I, I like. Uh, like I love the the Demarzios in my um, what is that? That's like a uh, R uh, RGC. Like uh, is that the twenty eleven Z or something like that? It's J Custom. It's probably a Tone Zone and an mm-hmm. Air Norton. If Air I had Norton. to guess, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's they sound lo- just amazing. But that's a mahogany body guitar too. No, right. They're a little different than the most most of the Ibanez lineup, which has mm-hmm. been mostly basswood. At least yep. the ones I have. No, yep. you know, um, but I, you know, I, um, you know, as long as they sound good, I don't really freak out about uh, pickups. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the no. need to change them unless they're unless I'm like, wow, these are. This is pretty bad. <laughs> I think it takes a lot of experience to actually know when it's the pickups that are the 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 least. What's what I'm trying to say? That the the thing that's missing in the in the in the signal chain because you've got obviously the the guitar, the pedals, the amps, your ears. Um, and well, that that's where the software sort of evens the whole playing field because yeah. the patch is the patch is the patch. And it doesn't matter how your amp is feeling that day or what it's getting for voltage. It's going to put out uh-huh. the identical. And so I can really compare. I have so many hours listening to that patch and so uh-huh. many different guitars. It's like, that's the one thing. That's the great, you know, sort of common denominator for me is going through like one or two of my sort of go-to patches. I, I can tell right away whether I like it or I don't like it. Uh-huh. Okay. I'd never considered that. That's a, that's an amazing. Okay, yeah, I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the true ways. Like and people, are like, why do you use the software? It's like, well, it's the only way to be completely consistent, especially when I'm doing pedal reviews, because mm-hmm. I really took the time to set up a very plain and muted, like AC30, as clean as possible, 
you know, and what you're hearing when that pedal goes on is all the pedal and there's no preamp to overdrive. You're not going to like, right. So sometimes you miss out on some of the things that the pedal does, because if it has a really strong output, you know, then sometimes mm-hmm. that's used to sort of overdrive the preamp a little bit. So not everything sort some boosts just won't work, you know, the right way. But yeah. for the most part, you get a very, very accurate, you know, sense of what the pedal is going to be like as compared mm-hmm. to other pedals because they're all literally going through the identical patch. Mm. What What are you usually like playing when you when you demo a a pedal or when you just want to get so a first impression? If I do a pedal, I I always use THU because that seems to be the most natural sounding. All right. Mm-hmm. If I'm using a pedal, then I have a a specific patch called clean ac which is just an ac30 Uh and a speaker and that's it it might have a little reverb on it now that i think about it Uh um at the very end a digital stereo reverb and then and and i put the wet at like nine percent right it's just so it doesn't sound so dry Uh Uh um because again you're running direct you're not miking anything there is no no room sound right it's like so it, it, it when dry, when you go direct, it's dry. <laughs> yeah. It's as dry as it gets, you know? So you got to put something on there or else it, it, it's unnaturally dry. There is no room yeah. that, right? You'd have to go into like an anarch, right? Anechoic chamber <laughs> to get the level of, right? <laughs> Non-response that you're going to yeah. get when you plug directly in and there's no microphone. Yeah. So um, I, I just... You know, I'll use that. And when I demo guitars, I really have worked out like a set of like three or four patches. Mm -hmm. I have my over the top sort of dual heavy rig that I, that you know, that I use most of the time when I'm just noodling. Um, And then I have like a Marshall one that's much more mid push, way, way different sound than the first one. And then I have a couple of cleans. I have like a more compressed sort of stereo modern clean that sounds like a like a Mesa, like crystal clean. And then I have one that's sort of like, you know, Tweety and much more warm and mid-range tone. And I'll just go through those. I'll go, all right, let's do the heavy one. Let's go to the clean. Let's go to the Tweed. And then we'll go to the crunch with the Marshall. And then we're done. Mm-hmm. And that seems to cover most of the ground. Cool. And do you have something like a, a, a certain lick or a certain riff that you played just to get like a first, imp- a good first oh, impression? Yeah. I got yeah. five solid licks that I play over and over and over again. <laughs> that sounds like a new video. I'm up to five. Five solid licks. I'm up to five. They say I might get to the sixth one by next year, but we'll see. <laughs> These are called the how, pixie licks. How did you manage to learn three more than me? <laughs> well, I, I need to know I, this secret. I started in 1972. <laughs> right. <laughs> Touche. 50 years. Yeah. That's one every five years. Yeah, it's, well, it's one every 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years, sorry. <laughs> so, Steve, when, when, did you, when did you like kind of start to take the whole YouTube thing seriously? Was there a point, some sort of eureka moment where you said, okay, I'm onto something, you know, I've got like a following and this is leading to something that is like more than just, you know, fun. It's, it's like really being a, a personality, you know, yeah, because I- you started as Pixie Lakes and later went to Steve from Boston and you were already 
big at that time. I mean, now it's, it's totally a different game because, you know, literally through COVID and everything that everything shifted to digital. But even like right. five years ago, there, you know, you were already established in the in the community. Yeah, you know what I um. I, I just at first it was just like I think how a lot of people started back then it was just you know just trying to establish it re really more of a community you uh -huh. know and really right you so like PDX Guitar Freak there's a, a few people like Tony Fuente so like there's a few people like like really early on that had um you know uh, I, you know I had become friends with and really looked up to especially like PDX Guitar Freak. I uh, still do is playing is just outstanding. Uh -huh. And I was like, I, I just remember getting on here and being like, seeing like a couple guitar players. I was like, well, they're not that great. I could probably do something on here. Then seeing him like nail a Van Halen. So Van Halen, so like note for note. And I was like, oh, of course, I'm <laughs> way out of my league. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we, and then the other guy that was friends with him was, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Doug Steele. Again, sort of like a shred guy. And so, you know, all these like shred dudes and I'm like, oh man. And so, you know, I, I had a little success early on, uh, with a couple of videos and it just kept going from there. I'd say it wasn't really until I started going to the NAM shows mm -hmm. that I really started to get a little bit more. Cause then you start to meet people and you really get the community going. And then that, that's what I'd say probably like really like 2014 was when I really probably mm -hmm. started to take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Those first few three years were just garbage. <laughs> and when did you realize like this, this kind of, because you have a branding, of course, and you have the way that you do things. Did this start from the beginning? Did you grow into the yo, what's up dudes? And, and what happened? The yo, what's up dudes just came out. That was organic. I just had no idea how to start it. So when I first started out, I had a, um, you know, I had like a Kodak flip cam that uh, I didn't even take the memory out of it. A, a little USB dongle, like like a rubber like dongle would like <laughs> uh, clip out of the side of it. And I'd plug it like right into the computer and like put the video straight from the camera to YouTube. Like no editing Whoa. and it had a remote <laughs> control. So I'd press start. <clears throat> I'd record yeah. my video. I'd press stop. I'd plug it into my computer and I'd shoot it up to YouTube. <laughs> zero editing zero anything and uh you know that worked for a few years that you know and then eventually i felt like if i didn't start editing my videos i was i was really falling behind because everybody uh -huh. was had like intros now and they're doing like channel trailers and i'm like oh god <laughs> i can't yeah the, the, the trends change so often and do you remember the times where there were 30 second introduction things? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. I never had the the patience for any of that. Just I'm just looking at your channel. Your oldest video was a nineteen eighty Ibanez artist. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds and about it was right. From the thirtieth of January two thousand and ten. So you've just you passed know, your eleventh uh anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, that you know what? That video was interesting because I found out the power of sharing through that video. So uh -huh. I, I had done the video and, you know, it had like 87 views in a week. I was like, look at you with your 87 views. <laughs> and I was like, look at you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's viral. And uh, so <laughs> I, uh, 
So I I go on and I'm checking and you know another two video views in a day and then I go on and it's like 1100 views. And I was like, "Oh my god." And it took a day because they don't tell you where your views come from for about 24 hours. And then the next day when I went on, it said your video had been linked embedded somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It had been embedded. And I was like, wow. And it was on the Ibanez collectors forum. Mm. And right. it was just me having the sheer joy of getting my Ibanez back from the shop and it's all cleaned up. And I, you know, I, the, the, the switchcraft switch on it had broken. And mm-hmm. so it sat there and, and I had done some computer work for a friend of mine and he wanted to pay me. I'm like, I can't take money from you. And he goes, well, you know, um, I'm good friends with Mark Herbert, who's like the best guitar tech in Boston. And he goes, um, I could have him work on one of your guitars. I'm like, you know what? I actually have an Ibanez artist here where the switch doesn't work. He goes, perfect, perfect. He goes, I'll take that. I'll bring it to him. And I tell you, that guitar came back. It was like a brand new guitar. He gave it the once over, like cleaned up all the fingerboards and the frets were kind of polished and you know what I'm saying? New strings. And he did a full setup on it and like clean. I was like, wow, this is really nice. And so I was so excited. Like with the way it came back, that was the video I put up. That's me getting my guitar back. He scraped all the gunk off the fretboard. Just, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really, really nice. And so once I found out, yeah, there I am. Look at me. I haven't changed a bit. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that guitar actually might be for sale right now. I sold it to Krell Bar down in Rhode Island, and I think he might be selling it uh, recently. He was asking me if I wanted to buy it back. He gave me first dibs, and I said, I can't right now. I just put mm-hmm. a new roof on the side of the house. Those roofs ain't cheap. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, se- several Ibanez artists right there on that roof. So um, uh, anyway... <laughs> I don't know why that is so funny, but yeah. that has just gone straight to my tickle yeah, bone. I, well, I, I like to price things by Ibanez artist. Right? So <laughs> just, how many artists is it going to take yeah. <laughs> to buy this guitar? I think it's like around the internet at the moment, you see like, um, forgive me, Americans measuring things by things that are not feet or inches or kilograms. Like that's five hamburgers tall. Or, yeah, no. <laughs> That is that is three RG five fifties right there. <laughs> Genesis models, yes, yeah. yeah I'd like to see that on a T-shirt, like three RG five fifties or yeah. roof. Exactly. Daniel has two RG five fifties. Andy has one RG five fifty. How many roofs can they have <laughs> installed with the amount of RG550s they currently have? Yes, the correct, the correct answer is 0.4. You can have 0.4 roofs installed. Uh, <laughs> we just established a new currency. Yeah, oh yeah exactly. That's a new, the new system. Nice. Unless you got Road Flare Red. And you might get 0. 0.45. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just saying. A little premium on that. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, we've been ch- uh, chugging along here. We, we're we actually, believe it or not, in a couple of hours, um, refinancing our house again. For 
We just keep doing this. And our interest rate is dropping like unbelievably. You know, right now we're at a solid 3.12, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty low, but we're going to two and a quarter. That's quite for significant. 50, for a 15 yeah. year low. Yeah. For a 15 year loan. And uh, it, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh. It's just crazy. So we're, uh, we're looking to capitalize on the low rates. They called us up. They're like, we're at two and a quarter. Like right now, we're like, lock it, lock it. Tell me we're locked. They're like, you're locked. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> two weeks ago, we're closing like so fast. Like we're closing like in a nano set. It usually takes like 60 days. It's going to take like six days. It's like, we're literally closing tonight. They're coming to the house to sign the paperwork. Wow. So yeah, I know that- it's exciting. Very exciting. No. That will allow for a couple of Genesis models that the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Close, our closing costs are like two Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> two two Genesi? No, help me Gen- with this. Genesis. <laughs> Gen- Damn it. Um, by the way, Steve, I don't know if you know, but Ryan from 60 Sakohama has been joining us this entire, or most of the stuff. I guess he's doing something. He's been in the chat listening and, and offering up little moments of wit and um, its uh, views. And he uses the metal zone unit of measurement. Go on. And also he says he needs to re- refinance his house. So um, maybe we could do a little business podcast one day and uh, we could all join in. And I, I, I can tell you this. We went through Costco, right? And all they do is just find good mortgage companies for you. Uh-huh. And um, can't, sorry, deal, Steve, I've got to stop you. We they, went for so long we, without we, you mentioning Costco. That is we a world went, record. We went to we went to three different people, but the one we went right just to see what they were talking for numbers, and they give you a, they sort of give you a big like perspective, like what your payments are going to be, what the closing costs mm-hmm. are going to be. They they you know they give you sort of a summary of. You know the whole the whole transaction, and the Costco one just was head and shoulders above everybody else. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the closing costs, and they they have a thing now where they show you what the loan will actually cost you. Right. So my student loan had an interest rate of like four and a half percent, but over the span of fifteen years, I paid one hundred percent in interest. Right. Mm-hmm. If you just right, because that's annually, and you. You're doing it for 15 years. And so if you really look at what you paid for interest, it's about 100%, right? Because you're, you're uh, yeah, I paid, yeah, so that was about 100%. And so your mortgage is actually about the same. Mm-hmm. You really do pay that because you figure over 30 years, even though that's yep. an annual figure, right? It's amortized, <laughs> I think, daily. So um, you, uh, you you look at the total cost of borrowing over the entire life of the loan and at two and a quarter percent, the entire life of 15 years, if we pay the whole thing and don't pay it early, would be about 18 percent, which mm-hmm. is actually really low. Mm-hmm. I just looked up the interest rate for Austria and I somehow came up with minus 0.55 percent. Oh, my God. They're paying you. They're paying you to borrow they money. Me money. Yeah, you're yeah. getting money. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do the refinance. You get a Come refi. On. You get a refi. Take- you get a refi. 
<laughs> oh well, we've, uh, anyway, we've been talking about movies. We've been talking about refinancing wow. houses. <laughs> Who knows where this where this show's going to go? And yeah. um, yeah, I, I I think Steve, do you watch uh, Snowpiercer? <laughs> I'm almost hesitant to ask what that is. <laughs> What? Okay, okay. You don't know what it is. What do you think it is? It's not a, a loaded question. I am going to say it's some sort of online service um, in-house production. A Netflix production, a Prime production, or something like oh, that. It sounds like a show. There you go. Snowpiercer sounds like only on Netflix. Snowpiercer. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Okay. What is um? What is you're correct so far? What, what do you think is the plot line for Snowpiercer? Tell us. The plot line for Snowpiercer is a middle-aged ex-surfer decides to start a YouTube channel, <laughs> and hilarity ensues. <laughs> He's like a fish out of water, literally. <laughs> Okay, I want to watch that show. Why did they call it Snowpiercer? It it just uh, focus grouped really well. <laughs> um, the reason I ask is that that's um, that's our show of choice at the moment. I would recommend it. Dan, would you recommend it? Absolutely. There's a movie, but uh, actually, I think that the TV show is actually even better. Maybe. I think the movie is poor in comparison, but everything else is poor in comparison compared to the Stephen Boston version of Snowpiercer, which I, I need to see at least Netflix put into production in the next six months, please. I mean, just say, get creative, guys. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, um, Steve. Yes. It's a pleasure. Dan, a pleasure as every week. And... Um, Thank you so much for the people that are watching us live. We are reaching new numbers every week. And Steve, you have made it a record viewing week for us. Believe it or not, Steve from Boston is our most watched guest live on the chat. Well Ooh. done, Steve. Well done, you. Go get yourself a new Ibanez artist. <laughs> what? And Dan's going to send me one of those frozen ocean RGs? Oh, Dan, you don't have to. You insist? Okay. I mean, I don't, you know, I will accept the gift gracefully and graciously. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Dan, Dan has a new catchphrase about what we're going to do after every podcast. We're going to go and pierce some snow. <laughs> Which yeah, means we're going to go and watch. meaning in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So, Steve, it's it's a pleasure, and genuinely, I miss you. And as I've said before, I cannot wait for the world to reopen. And one of those reasons is so that I can be within a few feet of you and just be silly. I'm going to flout all rules and give you a big ass bear hug when I see you. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Can't be like triple mashed up get over here and you and i'll be squeezing you and then you go steve i'm over here and i'll be like 
Steve, that's not me. <laughs> that's a toilet brush and a t-shirt. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Actually, my face is hurting from, yeah. from smiling and laughing I know, so yeah, much. I know. I'm yeah. ah, thank you, and I hope the people that are in the chat and the people that listen to this on the uh, the audio version. Have had as much fun, or at least half as much fun as I have. And if you're listening to the audio version, I believe Dan has a request from you. Yeah, of course. To this later. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a five star rating on iTunes because that will increase visibility and help us to spread the word about our beautiful podcast and the great community that we are all living in every day. And thanks so much to Steve from Boston for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah, don't- don't get cheap on us, guy. All right. Five stars. All right. Five, five stars. Not four, yeah, yeah. not three. No, five. No, no, all right. No. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you can cut that part out. No. Okay. Hell no. Hell no. No. We, we actually we actually received a couple. Uh, we received a couple new five star ratings from from uh, with very nice, very nice ratings and descriptions what people loved about podcasts. So we read that and, you know. It gives a smile. It makes my day already if I see that. So um, yeah, I appreciate every every rating. Get you know, I mean, it's easy. You can just steal the iPhone from your girlfriend, or you know, if you meet a total you know total stranger, just ask him if you can get his smartphone for a second and give us a rating. No problem at all. Just be creative. <laughs> that. Uh we advocating theft, but uh, yeah, it, it, it. <laughs> listen. What you're going to want to do theft. is you're going to want to knock your girlfriend out and or lock her in some sort of closet. <laughs> then get her phone. Step two: five star rating, people. Five stars. ITunes, okay. Guitar listen, stories podcast. You're not five risking star jail time for four stars. You hear me? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think it's legal as long as you return the smartphone to a girlfriend or the total stranger. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We, I'm not oh, going to keep the cell phone, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It was such a pleasure. Episode 29. It took us quite a while to get you on the podcast, but uh, it was lovely. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all next week and looking forward to seeing Andy and Steve in real time at some day when this crazy pandemic is over have a great Steve, night everyone Dan pleasure I'm gonna go and piss some snow <laughs> enjoy good night guys Bye.